Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And thanks for listening to the 12th Man Rising Podcast with, I'm Lee, and the star of the show, Kevin. Kevin, how are you? Can't complain, man. So uh, that game last night, uh, you know, I'll say this, it was the first preseason game. We've watched its backups versus backups. There's no scheming involved. Um, basically, every kind of thing is vanilla um, as far as what you want to do offensively and what you do defensively. And going into the game, coaches aren't, Pete Carroll's not there with Shane Waldron and Ken Norton Jr. thinking, oh, what are the Raiders going to do? They're more like, this is what we want to try to do, and this is what we want to see our own players try to do and see how they react to whatever the other team's doing. So there's no scheme that's involved. But I guess the... The disappointment to me was the fact that the it is backups versus backups. I mean, Nathan Peterman is the third string quarterback for the Raiders and looked like he was a pro bowler for a long time the way he played yesterday against the Seahawks. And it was backups versus backups. And the Seahawks just got their butts kicked. And, and especially in the first half, they they didn't do there were no there were no positives that came out of it. So I'm not even sure how Pete Carroll would come away from, especially in the first half, with those players thinking, oh, this is going to this is gonna be who makes the team and this is who doesn't make the team. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm about the same thing. I, that game last night is the, the reason why I don't like preseason games. I just, because it's, I mean, you don't know half the people. Um, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, like Nathan Peterman wasn't even a good college quarterback and <laughs> he had 200 and how many yards, 250 yards and marched right down the field that for, I'm like, are you kidding me with this? And uh, yeah, I mean, it is preseason. It is what it is. And I, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if they got anything out of that. Did you evaluate anybody? I mean, Trey flowers was Trey flowers, but mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, what, what was there? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up Trey Flowers because that, you know, cornerback position, that's that's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's not a blocking scheme because I think the Waldron's going to do something different. The, the whole offense is going to be different, obviously, in the regular season because you're going to have Russell Wilson and every starter back, and they didn't have any starters except for maybe Kyle Fuller if uh, Posick can't come back. But So the offense is going to look completely different. But when you get those one-on-one situations on the outside and Trey Flowers – Look just like Trey Flowers always has. He lets those passes get completed in front of him. And the guy's a big guy for a cornerback, right? 6'3". He needs to be, and he used to be a safety in college. He needs to be a lot more physical, and maybe they're not wanting him to be. But he keeps giving up those those plays in the middle. And then that one throw down the sideline beat him. Trey Flowers, you know, Pete Carroll's raved about him in training camp or saying he's had his best camp and playing his best since he's come to Seattle and he needs to be nowhere near a starter at this point. Yeah. I mean, I hope DJ Reed gets better real quick, but it, yeah, he, um, and I still would like to see Richard Sherman on the team, regardless of the off the off field stuff. You know, I don't, I don't care about that. Number 25 is number 25 and get him on the team. Cause if this is what we're got to go with, we're going to need him. 
Yeah, I mean, we could talk about like trades with for Stefan Gilmore. Obviously, Xavier Howard isn't going to be traded because he just reworked his contract with the Dolphins, who looked really good, actually, defensively um, yesterday before the backups came in. But um, yeah, I mean, you could you could trade for a player like Gilmore and you give up draft capital or, you know, I'm, Sherman is, you know, he does have the off field issues. Maybe it maybe even helps him. If he starts playing football again, this guy lives in Seattle. Um, I don't think there's any issues with the city of Seattle. I mean, what happened with the officers seemed more of a Sherman thing than an officer, and that happened in Redmond anyway. But it um, that seemed more of an, uh, a Sherman thing than an officer thing. I agree with you 100. percent I mean, if, if after watching that game, and DJ Reed, from my understanding, is he he could if it was a regular season game, he would have played. And, played 100% of the snaps if needed to. They just kind of held him out just because he didn't need to play. They know he's going to start. They're trying to figure out who the other starter is. Witherspoon looked okay, but basically they were throwing towards Trey Flowers, so why would you throw the other way? But if they um, bring Sherman back, I mean, you know, maybe people don't like that. Maybe people still don't like Sherman. I used to say, you know, he's not a bad guy, and I don't think what happened in July made him a bad guy dealing with something. Um. It was a weird situation, but I still don't think he's a bad guy. And I think he'd be great to have on the team. And I still think he's a very good player. And he's definitely the best cornerback they would have on the team if they did. I, I agree with you. I, I'd, uh, hopefully this week something happens. Maybe they, they get Jamal Adams and, and Dwayne Brown done. And maybe they'll bring in Richard Sherman or something like that. And we can get to that in, in a minute. But um, and it was, as far as it's so easy to take negatives away from this game because they looked atrocious, especially in the first half. I mean, I, I've never seen a team, an NFL team, get that dominated, just physically, uh, time of possession, just the Raiders. And, and I think part of it maybe the Raiders opened their stadium, right? And they weren't all jacked up because it's not like they had starters either, per se. It's not like they were going to come out, hey, we opened the stadium. But I think they had a lot of that going into the game. They had a lot of momentum. Seattle just looked flat, which I don't know what it says about the coaching situation. But, I mean, some players, Stone Forsyth doesn't look ready at all. And, you know, I don't know if he's in the mix to become the starter if Dwayne Brown continues his holding in or whatever. Um, you know, uh, Trey Flowers looked bad. Um, I, I, ben Burr Curvin had 12 tackles, and he looked bad. It was just like he was there because he had somebody had to tackle somebody. I just I thought there was a lot more negative, but I, I do want to talk about the positive because there were some positives that came out of this game, I think, especially in the second half. I'm not sure what they were trying to do with Cody Barton in the first half, unless it was to give Burke Irvin a lot more reps on defense and special teams because he's a really good special teams player. But when they sent Cody Barton, I mean, he looked fast. He looked quick. He he, he was all over the place. I really liked the way he played. Um, and we can get to some other players, but did, are there any – few players that you were happy with the outcome of how they played, even though the team lost badly last night? Yeah, I, I was, I think you had sent out a tweet or something about, you know, looking forward to seeing Alex Collins. And I, I was looking forward to seeing Alex Collins come back too, but didn't see much of him. And like you said, Ben Brookhurvin played well. Uh, Barton, I thought Taylor looked real athletic. Um, Robinson. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't get home, but he was chasing. I, I, I 100% agree. I think his first game back, it's a good thing it was a preseason game. And sorry to interrupt you, but but I agree with Taylor because because I actually 
forgot about him, to be honest. But he he looked really athletic. He never got to the quarterback, but on that one sack that Barton had, it was because Taylor chased Peterman out of the pocket. I mean, he he looked like he could be very productive. Yeah, and then when you get, uh, you know, if you get Atkins and um, uh, who's the other guy? I can't. Um, guy we got from Cincinnati. What can I think of his name? Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, Carlos. Get Dunlap in there. Yeah, I think uh, uh, he's going to catch him. <laughs> you know, when you got when you got the other guys putting pressure on him too. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's some positives. You get some of these guys that that aren't going to play that much and. Um, you know, DJ Dallas had a good run, and I, you know, who knows if he'll make the team again. But um, you know, it is it is what it is. I don't I don't um, you know, like I said, the preseason games to me are just you know, there's not there's I guess it's there's not really a strategy to win. Like you said, it's a strategy to see what people are going to do and and evaluate players. And um, you know, I hope Russell Wilson doesn't go down. I'll tell you that much. But. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> we got a we got a problem. <laughs> I do I do want to mention this real fast. I mentioned something about on on Twitter last night. Something about Rasheen Green or or somebody like, hey, is anybody playing well? And somebody was like, oh, Rasheen Green looks okay. And somebody responded, and I, I don't usually get involved in the conversations after that because people are like messed up in the head sometimes when it comes to interacting on social media but this this one guy was like oh it makes me laugh when people think they know what they're talking about and he wasn't talking about me he was talking about whoever the person was later on in the conversation the guy was like yeah again i just it makes me laugh people think they know what they're talking about this machine green guy's not even gonna make the team I'm like not what are you talking about not make the team <laughs> not only is he gonna make the team i mean he potentially could start some games i, I just thought you know, shut up if you don't know what you're talking about, right? Don't don't point. Yes. Other people don't know what they're talking about, and you clearly made an asinine comment. That's stupid. Yeah, I saw but, some guy said some guy said in, in some thread somewhere said uh, Trey Flowers is in midseason form, and I'm like, uh, and that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, those people, you know, what they need more in their lives. I think they need more. More manscaping is what they need. That's true, Lee. And summer's coming. Actually, summer's already here. We're halfway through it. And uh, if you're ready to unveil your beach bod, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready to, for hot, hot guy summer for going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. It's time, to bu- it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 deodorant, crop retriever toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goods. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. The trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, <laughs> I said. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. That actually works pretty good. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. 
Did I mention the trimmer's waterproof too? In the shower or in the wild, and from the chest pubes all the way down to your ball fro, the man lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM powered motor, 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. The nose and ear trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulation before heading outside. Use crop preserver, ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost with and use crop reviver. Manscaped even threw in two gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. I don't, you know, that weed trimmer actually, I don't know how you are, but I feel like the older I've gotten, the less hair I have on the top of my head. And I'm wondering if it like recedes into my body and comes out my nose and ears. Cause it's like, I've got one of those, I've got a generic thing, but it doesn't really work that well. Actually, I, I didn't even think they had a weed trimmer, but that's uh or something like that. I actually may get that on my own. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's embarrassing when I go to the, the get my hair cut and she's trimming up my ear hairs. I'm like, yeah, oh exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or eyebrows. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? God, it's still growing there. Why can I not grow it on my head? Um, but anyway, so um, I, 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 just the last thing on the preseason game, I think, is that when I'm sure we both can agree on this and hopefully everybody's aware that yeah, I was when I was watching it last night, I was telling my girlfriend she was watching it. Well, she was kind of watching it. She'll watch the games actively with me. But when it comes to preseason, I keep saying, telling everybody I know and especially her since she lives with me over and over. You know, it doesn't really matter who wins this game. I mean, yeah. if, if anybody comes away thinking, oh, the Seahawks lost, who, who cares? I mean, they, they've they won Browns that year. They they lost every game. They went 4-0 in the preseason. So it's like, you know, who really cares? It, it's more important that they some players stand out. And I think the most disappointing thing to me about the game last night is a lot of players that I thought might stand out, like I was hoping Trey Flowers would, didn't. Yeah, I, I saw that. There was, I think it was somebody tweeted uh, something about, weren't the Seahawks 4-0 in the preseason, the year they won the Super Bowl? And I think it was the field goals guy or something responded, yeah, and the Lions were 4-0 when they went 0-16. Exactly. So, yeah, it was the Lions. There you go. Was, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't really matter. I mean, they could – it's always, you know, as Seahawks fans, we all always want them to win. You know, it's not like, uh, if they if – they, when I'm, I'm a little bit happier, slightly happier in the preseason, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, if they, as long as next two weeks, I don't know how much starter reps are, are going to be had. If Russell Wilson's going to come in and Chris Carson's going to come in and they're actually going to play a series or two. To me, it's like if they don't play at all, I don't care because it's really the season that matters. There's a whole week in between when they do the final cuts, the last preseason game and the regular season. I just don't want anybody to get hurt. That's going to yeah. be a key player. But if they come in and they play, 
and they look bad in preseason, then I'm like, oh, yeah, because there's no room for error in the NFC West. So I might be a little bit more concerned, but still not that greatly concerned because they don't really unflush the whole offense until regular season week one. So we'll, we'll come from that. But two players we need, I think, regular season week one. And again, I don't care if they play in the preseason or Dwayne Brown and Jamal Adams. I'm kind of interested to hear what you have to say about the contract status because it seems like they're going to maybe do Adams, try to get Adams done before Brown, but hopefully get them both done. But after watching last night, I'm wondering if Brown's the more important player this coming season. And, you know, it doesn't really matter who they get done first as long as they both get done. Yeah, that that's what I – they both need to get done. And there may be some ego involved with Adams if we don't do him first. I don't know how those guys work, but I know they – they work on a different levels mentally than I do, but um, they need to both get done. I don't know, you know, they, they gave up so much for Adams. I don't even know why they're even screwing around with that. But <laughs> two million dollars um, difference reportedly. My too, right? God, seriously. I mean, I watch those uh, those um, like high dollar real estate shows. It's like, yeah. you know, they throw around millions of dollars all the time, and you're, come on, guys. I mean, you're. I understand the cap's a little light this year, but and then can't we still work rework Wilson's contract? Or is he willing to rework that? I mean, let's get this done. And then Brown, I think Brown's leadership is just as, as valuable as his um, his play. I mean, he's you know sign him up for another two years and let's let's go. And and I don't know, it's it's um, I don't understand the business end of things a lot, but i'm sure there's it's a lot it's a complicated situation but both those things need to get done i think they will just uh, you know my gut feeling doesn't matter but i I think they don't have a choice like you said i mean what are you going to do without Dwayne brown like foresight yeah right yeah no you got second year lewis on the other i mean it's not and then you know regardless of jamal adams coverage um deficits which you know, he's not a horrible coverage guy but he's he's probably a better pressure guy pass rusher than he is a cover guy but you got to get that done i mean <laughs> so you so you you gave up all that that you gave up for him for 12 sacks you know if, if you don't sign him but uh, yeah. i don't think they'll get done though yeah i think they will too and um yeah yeah i hadn't thought about brown for two more years beyond uh this season but, I mean, Whitworth is playing pretty well for the Rams. So, I mean, maybe it's, you know, I can see if, if maybe they do the thing where it's like, okay, we'll extend him for 2022 and 2023, but 2023 could be voided if there's like some injury issues or something like that. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I could see two more years. Two, I mean, they they don't have Dwayne Brown's replacement ready, certainly this year, and they don't have him ready because, you know, left tackles aren't easy to find. But uh, they don't have him ready, a player ready, and they're not going to have a, a draft pick high enough uh, next year or in the coming years, probably, where they could get a left tackle who's going to be good. So, yeah, makes sense. Two more years. So if it makes them happy, bring them in, especially if the money's right. Um, and, and Jamal Adams, it's like, yeah, I don't understand the $2 million thing. I mean, just do it. And, and it's, you know, it's Russell Wilson restructuring his contract. Uh, he could. But they've got the money already, so they don't even yeah. need – because this is their extensions we're talking about, not reworks of this year, so who cares? 
I mean, the the big issue not with Russell Wilson will be Bobby Wagner's twenty million bucks he's going to make scheduled to make in twenty twenty two. Got a feeling either he's going to be restructured or he's not going to be a member of the Seahawks because uh, I mean, I, Bobby Wagner's a Hall of Famer and he needs to be a Seahawk for a long time as long as he's playing at the high level he is. But you know, if it comes down to twenty million bucks, slide Jordan Brooks over and put Cody Barton in where Brooks was and kind of go from there. I did think this was a something about Alton Robinson. This made me laugh. Somebody tweeted out because Alton Robinson at one point, and I have no idea how this even happened, ended up way downfield covering a receiver. Um, and I'm like, how, what defensive alignment allowed that to happen? I have no <laughs> idea. But um, and I don't think that surely it was a mistake. But still, he was down there covering the receiver. So he he was either smart enough thinking. Man, there's nobody on this guy. Somebody's going to have to be. And the pass ended up being completed, but he actually kind of played it. It wasn't like he just got beat. Um, but he either was smart enough thinking, oh, this guy's way downfield. Nobody's covering him. Or that was the alignment. And I'm thinking Ken Norton took something before the game. But uh, some, there was somebody tweeted out, Alton Robinson is not doing well in the Seahawks cornerback battle. And I was thinking, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> funny. Because that's what he was on that play. I was like, I don't even know how that happened. But um. You know, one of the last things we'll talk about is Alden Smith. Of course, the Seahawks released him. We don't really, I don't know, and and you may have heard something, but I haven't heard that it was based just solely on that off-field incident that happened in New Orleans. seems like something else came up. But have you heard anything other than that? No, just the reports that have said it was because of that, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they found out there's more to that story than, than we thought because I and I've said like I said I just seemed like a family dispute to yeah. me I don't know but that was in the public but maybe there was something more than that maybe you know I don't know I just I really like that guy and I'd like to have him on the team and you know then we go on to Josh Gordon too but um other than what I've seen that that's the reason is I don't know anything about it yeah, we um, well, they released him for trust issues, and and maybe you hit on it. Maybe there is more to that story, and he's saying something that's not really true, which could be the case. I mean, the good thing is they should have enough rotational pass rushers where they don't really lose Smith. He, they never he never played a down for the Seahawks, so you don't know what you really lost there. I mean, he he did get five sacks in sixteen games with the Cowboys last year. Maybe he was going to be good with the Seahawks, but. They they should have enough pass rushers, so it's not that detrimental to the team. The the receivers last night, Swain Swain looked all right, um, you know, and and John John Usura, how that guy's still on the team, I don't know. He should not be returning punts. He looked shaky both times. Let one go over his head. Um, but uh, you know, Trey Brown looked pretty good. One player I want to talk about that I forgot to talk about, and we'll end the show with that. But um. I will say that the receivers that we saw last night, we didn't see Metcalf, didn't see Lockett. Um, there's still, we didn't see Eskridge. I don't know how good es- Eskridge is going to be in his rookie season, but you hit on Josh Gordon, and I'm thinking, man, it'd be nice to have that guy back if he gets reinstated. And surely he's thinking Seattle's taking a chance on me twice now, or done me a favor because they released him to be able to play in that uh, fan-controlled football league where he resigns because he seems to be a good fit. Having those three receivers at the top end of, and then Eskridge is your fourth guy. I mean, the receiving core would be stacked, but DJ Dallas, I thought looked really good last night. Um, he looked bigger. 
he was just as fast on that run where he had the 43-yard touchdown. Really, it was mostly his run. He caught the ball, and then he ran past that guy. He looked sharp. And, and again, it's preseason ball. Alex Collins didn't have anything to, to work with since they came out throwing 10 straight times, which was odd. And I think they just wanted to, according to Carroll, they just wanted to give Geno Smith some work, which they did until Stone Forsyth allowed that guy to get past him and give uh, Smith a concussion. But DJ Dallas just looked a lot a lot quicker. It looked a lot faster and more exciting than Alex Collins. I mean, he still ran like he did last year. Didn't get a whole lot of yards per carry, but he can be explosive. I think the guy, if I had to choose not between Collins and and Dallas, but Dallas and Homer, I'm taking Dallas 100% of the time. Yeah, he's a he's a hard worker. Seems to really want to play, and you know knows he's an underdog, and and he's got a you know work. He's not taking anything for granted and working hard. So I would agree. I, I um he did look good on that ca- on that cat pass catch, and and um you know we'll see. I, I hope he makes a team. We'll see. I don't know. They that's the problem is you got limited running back spots, and and um. Yeah, maybe I'll be on the practice squad or something, or you know, hopefully somebody else might pick him up. But who knows? Well, that one of those running back spots is in flux because you know Rashad Penny's going to get hurt early in the season and miss several games. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe he'll stay healthy this year. He 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 doesn't seem like a bad guy, and I, you know I kind of hope he plays perfectly healthy. And the Seahawks, now that they haven't picked up his fifth year option, end up bringing him back after he has a a good year, but. Um, Chris Carson's the guy. If he goes down, they're sunk at running back, yeah. really. So anything you're looking forward to next week? I mean, basically the same kind of – I guess the only thing I'm really hoping that happens next week is that they just don't uh, give up 290 yards in the first half and then have 44 or whatever they had and just look better is, is the bottom line of next week. Yeah, exactly. Just look a little more like you're ready to play. I mean, I don't – Preseason is preseason, but man, put up a fight and show like you're ready to play football in a couple of weeks is about all, and nobody get hurt. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. Again, if the starters miss 99.7 percent, if Russell Wilson doesn't play at all this preseason, it is what it is. You know, they've got enough good defensive players to go up against in practice. I don't think that having some backups that you're facing in preseason is really going to teach you all that much. So, but. Anyway, that is our show. And as always, Kevin has the last two words. Go Hawks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.